You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 332 of Podcateers. This week we ask the question, is Disneyland really haunted? We share stories we found around the internet and discuss them. Plus, the Haunted Mansion movie rose several spots on my favorites list this week. Anyhow, the majority of the videos that we talk about will be in the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 332. If you have a story you'd like to share, you can join the conversation by leaving a comment on the blog post or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers, or you can join us on our new Discord server. A link to our newest hangout is available in the blog post for this episode. We'll also post it on Facebook, and we'll post info on Instagram. Teamboat Willie is participating in the first ever virtual chalk walk to benefit the Children's Hospital of Orange County. We've been participating in the chalk walk for over a decade now because of the work that they do and the families and children that they help. Information on our upcoming auction will be posted to Instagram, so please keep an eye out for info on how you can participate. If you don't want to wait for the auction but would like more info on how we can make a difference together, head over to TeamBoatWilly.com for details on how you can join our team or make a small contribution that can help change a child's life. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Before we start, I'd like to take a moment to send a very special shout out and thank you to the FGP squad, aka our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their monthly support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you would like more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad family, you can get more information at podcateers.com FGP. Once again, a very special thank you to all of the members of the FGP squad for their continued support. Alright, so this episode is releasing the week of Halloween. So if you're listening to this on release week, we hope that you have a safe and socially distant Halloween. If you're listening to this after, enjoy the day, whatever it happens to be. But we hope that you got a bunch of good candy and hope that you were able to hide enough of it for yourself so here we go here is episode 332 of podcateers let you guys do this i'm like it's, it's cool it's a team thing melissa momentum. go go you, but melissa you gotta have at least three people to make a flying v you that's what i'm saying oh, see, I, have t- I would not have known that yeah <laughs> there's something new right now <laughs> someone's behind on their mighty ducks movies seriously that, yeah i need a refresher course Hilarious. that's okay how's it going it's getting all halloweeny up in here right mm-hmm. Right? I mean, the weather went from 60 to zero in like an hour. (laughs) Yeah. It was crazy, man. It hit a hard stop. And now I'm breaking out the sweaters. I'm breaking Mm -hmm. out the sweats. 
I'm breaking out a whole new wardrobe for quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, summer clothes. <laughs> it's it's really interesting. Charlie and I have kind of been making fun of Southern California today because uh, I think it got up to like 67 today here in Tustin. And all we've been able to smell coming through our windows is people burning their fireplaces. Like we, mm-hmm. we smell fireplaces going. And it's so ridiculous to us, to the idea of <laughs> building a fire right now. It's insane. Here in our area, we've been smelling the same thing. It's not always <laughs> a fireplace. It's usually a fire pit outside in somebody's backyard. Sure, sure. And I will be honest, it is ideal s'more weather. Ooh, oh, yes. That is and true. Anything that leads to having gooey chocolate with marshmallows in between two graham crackers, I, oh my God, I'm salivating. <laughs> that is delightful. That, I, I, I mean, I almost instantly I started salivating. So, <laughs> look, if you're going to fire up a, uh, a pit in order to make s'mores, where do I sign up? Where do I yeah. go? Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I'm all about that s'mores life. Right on, man. Right on. Um, all right. Well, I mean, it is Halloween time, and mm-hmm. we figured we would try to get into the mood this episode and share some spooky stories, uh, try to share some things that cast members have experienced, talk about a couple urban legends. Now, this is not the first time we've actually talked about this. Very, very, very early on in the podcast history, mm-hmm. We talked about, you know, these things that were floating around for years, but no one ever talked about. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of embarrassed to say that it took us this long to revisit the subject because I think we're all into that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But for me especially, I'm, I'm just super excited because I've been super into the horror stuff the last month or so. I don't know what it is. I just missed it. I've been trying to reassociate myself with horror movies and TV shows. And uh, we've been able to watch a few here and there. Like, I think the last big thing that we saw was the the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. And we're just waiting for the last season to drop so we can finalize that. Uh, The next thing I'm watching on Netflix is The Haunting of... Oh, my God. What is it called? Bly Manor. It's one of the most popular things right now uh, on yeah. Netflix. It's the sequel to The Haunting of Hill House that they did last year yes. or two years yes. ago. That's it. Uh, they're kind of yes. doing it in the same way as uh, American Horror Story, where they kind of carry over some of the cast, but it's a completely new story. Um, Charlie and I just finished it a couple nights ago. How did you like it? It wasn't scary. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah. we, we were a little disappointed on that level. Um, artistically, like it was beautifully shot. The manor itself is like the thing of nightmares. It's perfect. Uh, the cast was amazing. The acting's amazing. Uh, we just didn't feel like the story played out in a really scary way. Um, mm-hmm. There was some mystery to it and some interesting stuff about it. But uh, the first series had some serious creep factor to it and we loved it um this one they were kind of going for a different thing and you know i for us it just kind of missed the mark but a lot of people are liking Mm it um like i said it's a it's a beautifully shot uh series i always want to call it a movie because it feels like a movie you know every scene feels so cinematic um 
and yeah, it's 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 acted superbly. It's really really good. It's got a couple of kid characters who are incredibly good. Like kid characters, you, you are always kind of risking like, okay, are they going to really be able to pull this off? Especially in scary stuff. Yeah. Oh, these these kids pull it off. They're they're really really good. Sweet. When kids can pull off scary, man, it damages you inside hard. Right? Yeah. <laughs> because you never expect someone so innocent to basically be a demon yeah you know so (laughs) uh when they find child actors that can really pull off the genre it is something special to watch i totally agree and i also want to say that my review of this is with the caveat that different things scare different people so just because it didn't scare charlie and i doesn't mean it won't scare you if that's what you're looking for i definitely say give it a shot you know that's that's one of the hardest things to have a universal hit within is the genre of like horror because everybody's scared by different things you know some things like for example clowns a lot of people are really afraid of clowns and they find them super creepy and scary not me like i don't i find them boring and dull and like they don't do anything for me but that's just another example of you know it just works differently for different people so definitely give that show a try it's 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 cool i could see it being a real hit for a lot of people that's cool i'm looking forward to watching it yeah um the clown thing it's so crazy because i remember when i was a kid my parents used to take us to the Barnum and Bailey circus and the oh, Ringling yeah. brothers circus whenever they would come into town. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, a, at least a yearly thing for us. Like we didn't go to Disneyland. We didn't do all those other things, but whenever there was a carnival, whenever there was a circus, whenever there was, I mean, we even went to like on ice shows for oh. various things, nice. you know? So we had opportunities to do really fun stuff and I loved going to the circus. I, you know, I loved the the pageantry of it. I loved uh, everything that happened, like all the games and everything, the carnival style stuff that went on. But I saw it, you know, when I was young, and then I was damaged against uh, clowns. <laughs> I didn't want anything to do with them. And I remember the year after that, uh, my dad asked us if we wanted to go to the circus, and I said no. We didn't go that year. Aww. It took me uh, it took me a long time. Like I think as I got older, I mean, I remember talking about how I was afraid of clowns, but I think back on it now and I don't think I was necessarily afraid of clowns. I was afraid of Pennywise because yeah. all the other clowns never did jack to me. Like they were all nice. They squirted me with water and you know, <laughs> like they had their little fake flowers that you you know, and they they were just fun. I mean, some of them look super weird, but they were just fun. Uh, but it was Pennywise that I was terrified of. Mm-hmm. And it was that that I think I carried into adulthood. Clowns didn't necessarily scare me, but they made me uncomfortable because mm. the idea of somebody under the paint and just being absolutely psychotic was like, yo, that's a real thing. That, that, <laughs> that That's a real life thing right there. Mm-hmm. And so it was more the uncomfort level of what it portrayed versus actually like, oh, my God, can't sleep. Clown will eat me, you know, oh. in the corner. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm at the point where I've come to terms with it. I finally saw the new version of it. And uh, it's been a while, but 
I was okay with it. And I think I'm past the whole like clown scaring me thing. <laughs> if I was driving and I saw one in the middle of the street, uh, I would not be happy if I saw one in the middle of the street. Uh, I'd probably report it to the cops or something because that's just weird. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> overall, I mean, you know, it is what it is. So I got to agree with you on the clown thing. Are you guys watching any other spooky things or any scary things that you can recommend? We watched uh, a movie last night. I think it's on. Um, I think it's on Hulu, um, and it was called "The Books of Blood." You guys heard oh. of this one? It's based on a Clive Barker novel, "The Book of Blood." Um, it was executive produced by Seth MacFarlane. We're huge MacFarlane fans in our house. Uh, it's a weird yeah. thing for him to executive produce, but he did. Uh, clearly it was shot all in Los Angeles with, you know, very few actors in any scene at any given time. Cause I feel like it was pretty much all filmed during this pandemic. Uh, I think it I was. will, I will say, do not spend the time on that movie. It was not, <gasps> no, good. not no. good at all. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the, sad to hear. I would compare the script to uh, Twilight. It's just oh, no. very <laughs> almost corny. Not How not dare you speak ill of Twilight the Vampire? I love <laughs> Twilight the Vampire. I love His Twilight. Story, <laughs> Twilight's story is a love story for the ages. How <laughs> dare you speak ill of Twilight? Look, I like Twilight. It's one of the greatest comedies ever made. <laughs> I've never laughed so hard as the first time I watched Twilight. Uh, what is it that got you? The fact that, um, I mean, they sparkled in the sunlight, or that—that that was one thing. Just, <laughs> just the terrible script and the delivery of those lines was just—I honestly, I was, I was the first time I watched Twilight. I was writing that line between utter disbelief that something like this could actually make it as a feature film <laughs> and just <laughs> cracking up because it was hilarious that it existed. It was That's funny. It, it was great. I'll never forget the first time I watched Twilight. It was great fun. I was this year's old when Twilight made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to people who like Twilight. I, I'm not knocking it. I just I'm knocking it. Let's just be, let's be real. I'm knocking it. But <laughs> It's it's fine. You can love Twilight. I don't. I'm I'm fine with people that love Twilight. <laughs> so I had a lot of people in my life that liked Twilight. My wife loved the books. Yeah, like she read the books when she was younger, and she was just all about them. Like she mm-hmm. really enjoyed the story. I can say she tolerated the movie. She enjoyed it enough that you know she was cool with it. She did complain that certain things were changed, but I mean that's what happens that's every, every time, movie right? From a yeah. Book. yeah, yeah. You never get exactly what's in the book, yeah. but. I'll never forget, I mean, because I saw them with her. I'll never forget the the uh, the thing that made me laugh the most was a line by Ashley Green in the movie where she's telling, what's, what's um, not Twilight, the other kid that she likes. What's his name? <laughs> Jacob. Uh, Jacob. Jacob. Jacob, yeah. Um, so she turned, like, they're all talking, they're all arguing, and she turns around and she's like, shut up, dog. And I don't know what it was. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. D- that shut up line dog or that, that shut up dog line was like, ah, oh, <laughs> I, I think about it and it just makes me so happy for some reason. And yeah. it just, it's life, man. It is life. Yeah. 
So if you have anything that you guys are watching, uh, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, Netflix, whatever the case is, if you have anything that you'd like to suggest that we watch, please join the conversation over on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We'd love your suggestions. We'd love to hear what you guys are watching. Uh, we've spent a lot of time watching just some of the classics. You know, we saw Hocus Pocus last night. We... We all got together and we made little personal pan pizzas. The boys were having a great time just making their awesome. own little pizzas and stuff and watching so them cool. bake in the oven. Then we watched Hocus Pocus. Um, you know, we also watched The Haunted Mansion again. They, it was okay. my youngest. It was his very first time watching The Haunted Mansion. My older son had already seen it once with me. But it was interesting for me to now watch it in like I almost got to see it in three different sets of eyes right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. this time around I you know I'm gonna admit I liked it way more than I've liked it in the past mm -hmm. and it's still just as corny it's still not the mansion movie that I would have probably wanted, especially now that I'm a bigger mansion fan. Mm -hmm. But at the time, like we've talked about this before, how at the time it was for a specific demographic. And just like the real mansion, it really bordered on really scary moments and not so scary moments. It had all the humor and it had all the scariness that the real mansion offers as well. I did figure out though, that one of the things that always bothered me, and I couldn't pinpoint it until this time, was Jennifer Tilly's Leota. Mm -hmm. The snark that comes from Leota, in and of itself, I think is funny, but like I don't feel it's Leota. And it always bothered yeah. me, but I could never pinpoint it. It and, feels off-brand, yeah. right? Oh, it's, completely. Yeah, it's yeah. not the 100%. right kind of yeah delivery. I, I agree. And so that really turned me off to the character but once I was able to get past that, uh, I, I can I can enjoy the entire film in the context that it was made. Uh, in my head, I will never ever get the line, "Hey, honey, look, they got dead people in the backyard." Like I <laughs> like that line for some reason sticks out like a sore thumb to me, and in in a in a comical way, right? But like right. I always think of that line when I think of that movie. That's uh, the that's the part of Eddie Murphy's humor that's the best. Where he's just it's just a little throwaway line. He's like, "Oh, look, look they got dead people <laughs> in and, the back end." It's just, and it's so subtle uh, too, because so he's so yeah. serious. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but the one thing that I did come out wanting after watching it this time was, especially after seeing the ride through for the new um, Beauty and the Beast uh, attraction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is when you walk into the Beauty and the Beast attraction, you see this giant, what did we call it, Gavin? Uh, 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 what did we call it? The, like, um, entry hall or something? Like Grand something Hall? Like or I can't remember. I forgot what we called it during that episode. Yeah, front hall, yes, maybe? Yes, whatever we called it, that front hall. Um, it looks really elaborate. I think, overall, I think they did a good job with it. But that when you first walk into the haunted mansion in the movie, oh, it is just a spectacle. It is absolutely yeah. gorgeous. And if they somehow ch could change the visual of the haunted mansion 
to reflect that even using paintings and forced perspective before you walk into the stretching rooms i don't know i i love that area mm-hmm. and if that could somehow get incorporated into the new into our haunted mansion mm-hmm. i would be a happy camper see it's interesting that you're saying that though because that to me is the one thing i feel that the film is missing is there's not enough of the actual original haunted mansion in the film you know they they created a, a house that looks it's unique to the film you know it doesn't look like any of the mansions around the world um but you know kind of jealously i wanted it to be the disneyland version of the haunted mansion mm-hmm. you know even if they have to scale it up which they probably would have to do because it's it's not a huge mansion you know but yeah. uh i i feel like that was what was missing for me is i i didn't feel like we were at the haunted mansion that we know and love you know there were a couple of indications of it but it just didn't you know like it, it often gets compared to pirates of the caribbean and i feel like Pirates of the Caribbean is more of an idea of a larger geographical place and a period of time. It's not about a singular location. The Haunted Mansion is about a singular location, and I really wanted its ties to be grounded in, you know, even if they had picked the Disney World version, I think that'd be better than having a completely Mm -hmm. new, unique mansion, you know, with nods to it. That was that was my biggest criticism of it. I wanted it to look like the mansion and I wanted basically to go through the ride almost and like see each of those experiences that you experience just in a you know in in a storytelling way and you know they they run into some of the characters and they kind of you know you see the singing busts for like 2 seconds and you know there's a couple things in there but I I just If it wasn't called the Haunted Mansion, you know, it's got very little ties otherwise to the attraction. That's weird because I don't know. Maybe it's because it's been so long since I have been in a mansion that it took like, I would say two viewings, like two to three to kind of see little things. But just recently, I think I saw like maybe a month or two ago, maybe about um, I actually kind of got all the little fix like the little things mm-hmm. um like the essence if that makes sense mm-hmm. i i ended up getting those i ended up getting like okay this was here or this is over here or this m- is supposed to be this over here i mean it took a few tries to kind of feel like that because at first seeing this i was i was disappointed because you know it's it's a it's such a vibrant mansion when mansion is more of a muted color type of yeah. color like a the color palette mm-hmm. um so i was looking forward to that but when i had seen it again it was just like okay i kind of see this and i kind of see this like the little little things mm-hmm. i mean that's just me but it took a few viewings for it to like kind of kick in and kind of right. feel like okay I'm accepting this. And I think that's what's been uh, the thing that has allowed it to have some sort of longevity or legs with Disney Park fans. Because I think all three of us would say that with successive viewings, we have enjoyed it a little bit more. 
You know, like yeah. I know that I've seen it, I think, three times now. And each time mm -hmm. I gain a greater appreciation for it. You know, I still don't think it's great. And I th I've got my issues with it, but it's fun. It's enjoyable. Yeah. And there are enough little subtleties in there that you can pick out on subsequent viewings that, you know, like you're saying, you can kind of discover little things along the way that tie back to the attraction. But I guess... I felt like I wanted it to be a little more overt. I wanted it to be like, mansion, you know, yeah. right in your face. <laughs> like, come enjoy, revel in it. This is a, the swinging wake you wanted to see on the big screens, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I just really wanted to just feel it, you know? Because when it came out, um, you know, I was living in another part of the country and I was not in a place where I could just travel out to Disneyland whenever I want that that time in my life wouldn't come for many many years later so I was in a big drought personally it had probably been a when did it come out 2003 2003 yeah yeah so I it had been four or five years since I'd been to the park and uh, you know when it when it was coming to theaters I was just craving it so badly uh, and that, you know, I just, I wanted to feel like I was experiencing the attraction and, and that's, that's all I was saying is that I just don't, I didn't get that feeling. Um, so, you know, but that's obviously not what they were trying to create. So did you ever watch the tower of terror movie? I can't get myself mm -hmm. to do it now. Okay. <laughs> what did you think of the tower of terror movie, Melissa? It was it's kind of the same level of corniness. But I actually enjoyed it. So, and it didn't take multiple times to kind of... Maybe because I'm not as big of a fan of Tower. Maybe. Okay, so I think you make a really great point there. So Tower of Terror came out in 97, right? It came mm -hmm. out years before the Haunted Mansion movie came out. And I think that ta the Tower of Terror film... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was the first attraction-based film that we ever got, right? Yes, I believe so. Probably. Like the first major attraction? Yeah. I think it may have been the first. attraction followed a movie. I think it's the first one that followed the attraction. Okay, so if that was the yeah. case, because I, I did watch it, and I remember uh, overall enjoying it, but again, I I grew up not watching a lot of films in the theater. So I ended up watching a lot of the free stuff that would come out on public television on Saturdays and Sundays. And so to me, that type of movie was like, all right, cool. Like that was a good way to, you know, kill an hour and a half to two hours. And it wasn't great, but you know, I was distracted for that time. And Tower of Terror had some stuff in it that really did make you feel like the attraction itself but i also think that haunted mansion was in a way more of a reflection of the attraction but they were trying their best to level it with a script that even non-disney non-haunted mansion fans would enjoy watching and that mm -hmm. was a difficult line to straddle because hardcore mansion fans wanted to see the mansion just like you said gavin yeah. Yeah. and i think after so many viewings, I'm okay with it. 
and maybe it's just the quarantine talking. Maybe like in a month or whatever, I'd be like, man, that's horrible. Like, how did I ever say that? Like, who knows, right? Maybe it's just the fact that I miss the mansion so much that, like you said, Mel, it gave me my fix and I had all the happies come to me. Mm -hmm. But if they incorporated too much of the mansion, the film would have been criticized for leaning too much on the attraction and not having sufficient story. And I think the hardest part was coming up with a storyline that fits the attraction without it breaking what people already know about it. Because the mansion doesn't officially have a story. I mean, there's some that are floating around and there's some very popular unofficial ones. But the mansion itself doesn't, outside of knowing there's Master Gracie and, you know, the the bride and, you know, a couple of photos in the in the attic, it doesn't have a solid, solid story. You know, and I think they were trying to maybe give it a story. And this is the way that they were able to straddle that line of this is how we're going to please Disney fans. And this is how we're going to please the general audience. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that Guillermo del Toro's movie, as much as hardcore mansion fans would have been like, this is the greatest thing ever. Other fans (laughs) would have been like, how dare they do this to the mansion? How dare they? Like, you can't win. (laughs) No, that's true. That's true. But I think, you know, just going back to the comparison of the Haunted Mansion and Pirates, I think one lends itself to being, you know, a newly scripted story uh, with experiencing experiences harking, harkening back to the attraction. And one doesn't because the attraction of the Haunted Mansion is already so scripted. You know, you're narrated through the entire ride. And so deviations from that become problematic from square one, you know, and I think that's why Pirates became a successful blockbuster film that turned into a blockbuster franchise and Mansion didn't, you know? Yeah, that's Um, a great point. I just think it's got some challenges inherent in it. You can't just take any attraction from the park and turn it into a movie, you know? They've so far, they've only had one successful example of that, you know, and... I have my doubts for the jungle book or the jungle cruise. Uh, you know, it could surprise, but I don't, I don't, I mean, the track record is one out of three so far. So we'll see. Challenge accepted. Goofy <laughs> right. sky school, the movie. Here we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, if any of you have recently watched the haunted mansion movie and, had one opinion and maybe your recent viewing changed that opinion let us know join the conversation i'm curious to see if being away from the mansion for so long has maybe you know changed our opinion to the point where we're we're getting soft on it maybe that's what's happening to me maybe my brain is going and turning into mush because I haven't really been doing anything. And it's like, yeah, mansion movie, good. <laughs> and I actually, I have to go back and correct myself here because I would say for success, they're one out of four on attraction-based movies because there was also the Country Bears movie. Uh, I happen mm. to love that movie. It's cheesy as hell, but I love it. <laughs> but it did not do well. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I think after watching mansion i uh i would love to see some of that stuff incorporated i totally get what you were saying about the 
not incorporating enough. Like, I think there would have been a cool way to incorporate a Doom Buggy-like scene where he's kind of, like, flying through scenes as it's getting him to Leota. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we should armchair Imagineer the mansion one of these days. Yeah, huh. that could be, be a lot fun. of fun. Not even New Orleans Square, <laughs> yeah. just the mansion. Yeah. Huh. Sure. Put a pin let's, in Let's demolish one. it. Yeah, it's my, I'm just kidding. one of my favorite things to do. I'm sure that for this attraction, that'll go over real well. <laughs> All right. Well, before we continue, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners just like you, known as the FGP Squad, or as we originally called them, our podcast, Fairy Godparents. Uh, and it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad, you can head over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information, including a link to our Patreon so that you can sign up. There's several different options for you to sign up there, uh, including uh, some that give you access to our new Discord server. And I was thinking about this episode and how, you know, there's so many stories of haunted things happening in the parks. The Discord server might be the best place for us to begin to add those stories and start talking about them with everybody. So that might be the first official thing that we start posting about on our new Discord server. So access will be available specifically for the FGP, uh, FGP squad on Discord, but there will also be public channels that you can partake in. Uh, information will be available very soon if you want the barcode or uh, an invite to the Discord server on our Instagram and on our website. So that information is going to be coming soon. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Uh, also, Team Boat Willie is officially signed up for the virtual chalk walk. We're still raising money to help the kiddos down in Orange County at the Children's Hospital. Uh, you know, the Children's Hospital does a, a lot of really great work. Uh, we know a lot of families, and we've had family members and friends that have had their children treated there. They just have a really great experience. The chalk walk has a, a just been a huge part of our lives for over a decade and uh, i know that i'm gonna miss doing the chalk walk this year if you've had an opportunity on our youtube channel we have the vlogs for the for the chalk walks that we've had an opportunity to be a part of and in the blog post for this episode podcasters.com slash 332 you'll be able to watch that vlog as well uh we'll also include a link to how you can sign up to be a team member of team but willie and help us fundraise or you can make a small contribution to help the kids uh down in uh, chalk so if you have any questions feel free to send us a message we'll be happy to help you out with that answer any questions that you might have information on the upcoming auction for the guinevere popcorn bucket currently only available at hollywood studios at walt disney world is going to be coming up very soon on our instagram account so keep an eye out for that we'd like to thank our friends jason and julie from the fya disney podcast for providing that for us they were very very generous and they donated that popcorn bucket so that we can make some money for chalk so thank you to both of them uh they uh, speaking of haunted mansion they just recently released their first part of their haunted mansion episode where they start going through the history of the haunted mansion uh, and it was a fun listen uh i it's crazy like i i know a lot of this stuff 
And yet I'm such a stand for the mansion that no matter who's <laughs> talking about it, I'm like, I'm always listening. And Jason did a really good job <laughs> of covering a lot of the major milestones and, and mm-hmm. just how it all kind of unraveled. So make sure that you go out and listen to that. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm hoping that we can get a few other items to auction off. So crossing my fingers on that. Okay, um, so now let's talk about some ghost stories at Disneyland, shall we? Let's. Yeah. Before we continue, I have to ask each of you, where do you fall on yes, I believe in ghosts or no, I don't believe in ghosts? Oh, firm believer here. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I am a skeptic open to um, receiving proof. Okay. So if you can show me um, evidence... You know, I will I will weigh it. I'm I'm not discounting the possibility. Okay. And that's kinda where I fall, right? I've always been in this situation where people in my own family, my friends have had experiences where, you know, they describe it in such detail that I can't contest it. But science side of the brain is like, look, you can disprove that by doing this. Learning special effects and learning, you know, how to use After Effects and all these things while I was in school also gave me a different view to look at everything in. And when I look Mm -hmm. at it through that lens, almost everything that I see can somehow be faked in After Effects. I'm not saying that any of these experiences were that. I'm not discounting any experiences that people have had. All I'm saying is that I haven't personally had one. And I'm just kind of waiting for it to kind of happen so that I could be like, yeah, it's totally real. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like where you mm-hmm. fall, Gavin. I'm like in the same spot there. Yeah. But we put up a poll on our Instagram stories and we asked, do you think Disneyland is haunted? And we gave people the opportunity to share stories, especially if they knew of one, something that they may be heard or something that they experienced. And I was pretty surprised to see that I don't know if you guys saw the results, but do you either one of you want to take a quick guess as to how many people agreed that yes, Disneyland is haunted? Ooh. Unless you as saw a, the results, a percentage already. as a yeah, percentage-wise, percentage yeah. I'm gonna say fifty percent. Oh, okay. Fifty-fifty. I was gonna say seventy-five. We'll split the difference. Sixty-six percent of people wow. that we polled said that they think (laughs) Disneyland is haunted either because of things that they've heard or experiences they've actually had in the park. Interesting. I went through the, the messages that I got. Uh, So first of all, thank you to everybody that submitted stories. Uh, We got some on the Pocketeers account. I got some on my personal account. We got some emails. I mean, I was just happy that people were, were sharing these stories. Uh, A lot of them were, things that I had heard before some provided additional context and some weren't stories that they actually heard but suggestions of videos and articles that I should read about former cast members experiences so I'll point those out as we go along but I did take some notes and I want to go through them here so the first thing I want to talk about is a lot of the better known you know, Disneyland ghost stories. Some of these uh, you may have heard of already. 
So we'll try to go through those first of all. Uh, a lot of these are based on videos that people have already seen on YouTube. Some of these have been around since 2005 or prior, but really 2009 and beyond is when a lot of these really picked up traction on YouTube. So the first one is a video of a ghost on Tower of Terror during a test sequence where there is a cast member with a clipboard and as the attraction is going a ghost appears behind them and then it disappears and reappears to the left of them have either of you seen this video no no this is awesome i've got chills right now <laughs> so, so this video has actually been floating around for quite some time i don't think i ever heard anyone prove that it was fake uh, some people may say that it was just a lighting anomaly, but in the video, you can clearly kind of shape out a person, all right? And that's the freaky part about this thing. Uh, I'm going to talk about another really famous one and a couple of theories that have tried to disprove it, but this one in particular doesn't fit that mold, mainly because... It's newer technology, and I don't know. It, it looks like a full-blown person to me. Hmm. I would believe it. I would totally believe it. Gosh, I want to <laughs> see this footage now. <laughs> oh, I will. I'm going to post the footage for these, uh, definitely in the Discord server, so that we can go back and we can discuss these things. But a few of these videos will also be in the blog post for the episode, podcateers.com slash 332, so that you guys can take a look. Just so you guys can see it, I'm actually going to bring up the video for you. Sweet. Here we go. I just noticed you're wearing the appropriate shirt tonight. Too. I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am. I'm wearing the uh, Hitchhiking Ghost shirt, currently available at podcuteers.com slash gear if you're interested in picking one up for yourself. And is this the original Tower of Terror or the California version? This or is... Or the Tokyo version? I believe this is the one here in mm. California. I'd be interested to know what the theory of who this ghost is supposed to be. Did like somebody die during the construction of the attraction or like why would it be haunted? I have no I wouldn't idea. doubt it. Hmm. <laughs> no I wouldn't doubt it. There's idea. there's stories. Okay, did you see the person there? Oh, oh my god. Yeah, see the person oh to the Oh my god. Left. Yes. Yeah. Just before that flash you can see them uh, just right behind them. Oh, okay. Okay, you'll see them sitting here. Okay. Uh-huh, right here. That's awesome. So there you go. <laughs> Craziness. That is the uh, video of the ghost that's on Tower of Terror, apparently. Oh, that was that was real. <laughs> yeah, and that was, to me, the scariest ride they ever did, too. Like, so that, that that's perfect. <laughs> so that apparently is not the only ghost that is on the Tower of Terror. Uh, so the other one is, I feel like it's more of an optical illusion because the person is actually taking video from the street level and they're pointing their camera up and that's when they see the ghost just hanging out in the area that's, right where when the elevator would open 
and they mm-hmm. and you could see out of the attraction. Mm-hmm. People have zoomed up into the attraction and they see a ghost just kind of hanging out up there. See, I'm such a firm believer that I would just be like, yeah, that's that would be it and I would totally be a sucker for everything that happens. So <laughs> So here is that video. Whoa. Nice. What? <laughs> see that? it's just it's there's no way you could you could fake that it's just it's what the the outline and yeah let's see uh moving on from tower of terror one of the other popular locations is on sleeping beauty castle there is a popular video where there is a ghost apparently hanging on one of the turrets and they're just watching the fireworks go on. Is this something that wait, either wait, wait. of you they're they're hanging out or they're Yeah, they're hanging? just standing. They're just standing oh. like next to the turrets and they're just kind of enjoying the fireworks show. Uh no, I have not. I haven't seen this. Okay, here. I wanna bring this on here. The first thought in my head was is if I think it's Flitwick, the one that hangs off the chandelier. <laughs> Oh, oh no, no. You're okay, so this one I'm gonna show you the video and then I'm gonna give uh-huh. you my thoughts on it, okay? Alright, here we go. Okay. Did you catch oh. that? Yeah, yeah. It's real quick. That's the partner's statue. That's what it looks like yeah, to me. It looked like it. Let's fast forward into it or let's zoom in. Oh no, it's behind it. It's way back there. So there they are, right there. Yeah. But I then see. look, okay, they just okay. kinda fade away. Yeah. If you can pause it right when you see it the first time. Yep. So there it is, what? paused. You can see them <laughs> holding on to the top of this little piece of the turret. They're doing this. the I'm a little teapot. Right? Looks like it. <laughs> so this one right here, I look at it and I don't think, oh my God, that's a ghost. I look at mm-hmm. it and I'm like, oh, that... Uh, maintenance worker is getting a really great view of the fireworks right now that could be yeah because if you look at them they're dressed in what look like the clothes of a maintenance worker at disneyland Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so to me that's what that looks like yeah wouldn't they kind of be more obvious in the light no because they're set back behind they're actually further back than the pink tower to the right Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not in the direct light of the because those lights that are hitting the castle are coming from the water at the very mm-hmm. base of the castle. They're shooting up. And so mm-hmm. he's behind that. He would be in shadow. He'd just be illuminated by kind of ambient light is all. So I yeah. can that, see that. That's being, what I'm thinking. So his yeah. light is coming over here from the left. If, if you look at where mm-hmm. the shadows are and where the where the highlights are, he's mm-hmm. getting lit mm-hmm. from over here. Right. Yeah. And so when all these lights turn off, he seemingly disappears, which is what we see towards the end of the video here. Yep. Um, let me see. I'm going to fast forward to that. And he's here and then just kind of disappears when all the lights finish going out. Right. And then he yep. just mm-hmm. ducks out and goes to f- do his thing. <laughs> right. So it's definitely a different glow, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. So uh, a lot of these, I think, have been disproven over the years, but these are some of the more popular ones. And again, if you want to watch any of these videos, make sure that you go to the blog post for this episode, podcateers.com slash 332. But 
I mean, this one I think I saw and I almost instantly thought, ah, it's just a, it's just a maintenance worker. I'm, I'm just going to move past this one. Um, the next one is uh, still in Fantasyland. Apparently, in Snow White's Scary Adventures, it's not necessarily a ghost that you see, but apparently the fact that it is super creepy to walk through Snow White's Scary Adventures at night. If you have a, uh, a walkthrough shift where you walk through the attraction and you make sure that everything is tip-top shape, uh, everything is clean and, and all that good stuff, the lights apparently play tricks on people. They go on and off. And when you get to the scene with the witch, even with all the power out, the witch turns around and people have heard laughing in that area. <laughs> I believe it. Are we talking about the mirror, mirror scene when <laughs> the she mirror turns scene. around? Okay. Yep. That's the worst one. <laughs> yep. oh, I love that dark ride so much. Yeah. So apparently that's a thing that happens there. <laughs> Sticking to Fantasyland, uh, apparently, uh, it's a small world, scares people. Period. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Uh, apparently, it's a small world. When all the lights and all the power is out, people can hear the dolls singing. They can hear children laughing. They can hear sounds of things moving around. And I don't know what to say to that one. There's other ones that are a little bit more extreme that I think some urban legends connect to the Wizard of Oz because people have seen things. And Mm -hmm. people will argue that, oh, Disney never confirmed or denied that it was this or this. I think when companies don't always respond, it isn't necessarily because it's true. It's because they don't want to give something like that legs and give it more press than it needs to have. Mm-hmm. So right. thinking about it rationally, uh, I mean, I- I've never been in these attractions at night before, so I can't vouch for it. But a lot of cast members will vouch that they have heard things and they have mm-hmm. heard the children and they have seen things moving inside of It's a Small World when everything is turned off. That's I wish there was awesome. footage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I would imagine that there are always going to be things that you know, settle or creak, you know, when the, you know, as, as night sets and the temperature changes, you know, things that are made of wood and metal expand and contract. And so you get creaking Mm -hmm. and popping and things like that. You know, that's a a ride driven by, um, you know, hydraulic power. So you've got water in there and, you know, water going through, you know, areas carries sound very differently uh, the surface of water reflects sound. That's why all of your ancient theaters would have a moat in front of them to reflect the sound up to the audience. You know, so there's all these things at play in there that I feel like are prime for kind of amplifying any sort of creepy notion that you might already have in your head. Uh, so, yeah, I would I would love to. We should uh, see if we can uh, spend a ghost hunting night inside Small World. That would be amazing. Oh my Bring God. some yes, uh, yes. EVP recorders and uh, see what we get. Oh, yeah. my God, yes. <laughs> that would be I fun. I need that in my life. That would be so fun. Yeah. Uh, as we continue going around to some of these more popular ones, if we swing back to the Matterhorn, uh, this one is a lot more grim than some of the other ones because – 
you can actually confirm this. This is actually true. This actually happened on park grounds. But a, a lady by the name of Dolly Young was thrown from her seat while she was on, on the Matterhorn. And unfortunately, she did not make it. Uh, the area where that happened is known as Dolly's Dip. And cast members that have had to do a walkthrough for that attraction say that the lights by Dolly's Dip are always burned out. They can hear her and they can hear footsteps in the area where all of that happened. Now, there's no footage of this, but I've seen countless videos on YouTube. I've seen cast members' accounts where they talk about it. It's on different websites. It's on Reddit. And it's seemingly written by people that have actually experienced this before. Uh, have either of you heard about that one? Yes. Yeah, I've heard of that one. Um, and But I've never really had it pinpointed to me exactly which dip or spot in, um, it is. Um, is it the dip with the... Um, it has like... There's a large chunk that's like... It's really close to your head. Like as you yes. drop. Yes. It's so, that. Yes. So it... Yeah, I mean, I can find a picture of it. I do remember seeing at least a picture of the area where it was happening. I'll find that. And I'll put it in the blog post. I'll show it to you guys later as well. But yes, the one you're describing, Melissa, that's the area where mm -hmm. it happened. Uh, it's it's interesting because I've, I've thought about that several times as I've ridden the attraction. And there are several spots where you could see that happening. And yeah, uh, <laughs> there's some cool parts of that attraction where you feel like you're diving into complete darkness and if you're in a creepy mindset it's it can be really creepy especially if you ride that attraction at night mm -hmm. yeah yep, i will agree <laughs> with that completely agree with that uh we're gonna head over to uh space mountain uh, Space Mountain, this is another really famous one. Have either of you ever heard of Mr. One-Way? No. no. Okay, so Mr. One-Way made himself very popular because apparently what he does is if you are a single rider and you get into the front seat of the vehicle for Space Mountain, you will see a ghost board there with you or you will see somebody board next to you but when you get off of the attraction there's nobody there what yeah i yeah. have ridden that attraction as a single rider so <laughs> many times and a, a lot of times if you're the person on the right hand side when it's over you just kind of get up and go out mm -hmm. yeah. I want, oh i wonder if i've ever ridden with him and i just never noticed so apparently Maybe? it happens <laughs> when you sit as a single rider on the left-hand seat of the vehicle oh. because he boards onto the right side. So every account that I've seen, every account that I've read, and every picture that's seemingly making fun of it because apparently he disappears by the photo area. Uh, all the photos that I saw is a bunch of people pointing to that seat like, where did he go? <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. But That's cool. <laughs> apparently the people that have had an opportunity to ride with Mr. One-Way describe him as a large, uh, sometimes they say red-faced and sometimes they say red-haired man that gets on the vehicle and never gets off with you. Hmm. No, I've no? never heard of this at <laughs> all. So Mr. One-Way is actually one of the ghosts that apparently haunts 
the attraction because or uh, who knows maybe it's the same person i don't know but there also has been an apparition caught uh while people were on the attraction itself so i want you to look closely here and it's going to take about 10 seconds so this one confused me a little bit because i can't tell if it was just something that was part of ghost galaxy because this footage mm. was actually shot while the ghost galaxy overlay was happening but right there did you see oh, it oh yeah mm -hmm. okay and so this one is slightly disconnected from everything else in a way that it looks like it's right next it, to the it vehicle looks like an erect figure yeah right and here it comes right so i might do a screenshot here. right there whoa <laughs> <laughs> That was cool. Yeah. So that is another apparition that's found inside a Space Mountain. So hmm. this one, as the vehicle is rounding one of the first big turns as it's gone up, on the right-hand side, there seems to be the shape, uh, a figure of a person just standing on the track. And, I mean, this one looks more like an actual person than I think the other one does, but... Because of the fact that it was during Ghost Galaxy, mm -hmm. me personally, I look at this and I'm thinking maybe it's just a glint of one of the projections on the lens of the camera that's filming this. Right. Right. So it's a little difficult for me to to really see this as a full apparition. But apparently people have seen it more than once. That's not the only time that they've seen that apparition, and they haven't only seen it during Ghost Galaxy. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't find any proof of people seeing that at any other time during um, in the park. Yeah. Some of the other popular ones that happen in the park, back when it was still Tom Sawyer Island before Ooh. it was Pirate oh. Slayer, uh, <laughs> two boys were hiding on Tom Sawyer Island so that they could just kind of hang out at Disneyland after. Older brother, younger brother, and it got late and they were trying to get across the rivers of America, the older brother put the younger brother on his shoulders because the younger one was having some trouble trying to get across. The older brother, unfortunately, did not make it. It was too much for him to handle. The stories that some people have told is that he got too tired to continue. So there's no verification that two boys actually hid on the island and one of them died as they tried to escape. There actually is evidence of that happening in June of 1973. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Apparently the boy's name was Bogdan Delarot. He was an 18-year-old from Brooklyn and he was there with his 10-year-old brother. And uh, apparently when they tried to make it across, he didn't make it. The boy was found the next morning by cast members. Wow. Unless he really didn't know how to swim. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, I'd be Kinda interested stinks. to know how deep it is. It can't be it's, that deep. I've stood in there when it was empty. It's at least six, maybe seven feet deep. Really? You've stood in there? Yeah. Okay. So it is enough to at least cover a person if they were standing up then once it's full. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It kind of made me nervous because I don't know how to swim. <laughs> yeah. it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, some of these you hear and, it, I mean, they don't seem like they have any validity to them, right? But when you mm -hmm. can trace it back to something that actually happened in the park, you know, those are the ones that 
you know, surprise you sometimes and you think like, wow, this might actually be a thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. So moving on, uh, let's go over to the Haunted Mansion. Oh, it's about yeah. time. <laughs> so before, and believe it or not, that's actually not the most haunted part of the park. I'm not well, surprised. Really? We'll get to that in a, in a bit. Uh, before we talk about the Haunted Mansion, I want to talk a little bit about the urban legend of people spreading ashes in the park. Before I thought we, we were con- going to get to this. <laughs> okay, so before we continue, true or false from either of you, do you know whether or not the people spreading ashes urban legend, if it's true or not? Oh, true. From what I've read and heard, it is true, but that they are pretty readily and immediately identified and those remains are cleaned up and removed. Yes, Mm -hmm. that is absolutely correct. In 2018, the Wall Street Journal did an investigation and was able to confirm this urban legend. And it wasn't something that was happening infrequently. This was actually something that happened on a monthly basis at Disney parks, so much so that Disney had to create its own code and it's the HEPA cleanup code. So if there's a HEPA cleanup, uh, it's a reference obviously to the vacuums that have HEPA filters, Mm -hmm. HEPA because it is supposed to filter out or capture uh, at least 99% of everything that's around it, all the particles and stuff, which uh, human particles or human ashes would be in that percentage range. So that's the cleanup code for it. Uh, I don't know if that's still the cleanup code for it, but it was happening so much that it needed a special one. And on top of that, uh, recently we talked about the the Halix film that Matthew Serrano put together along with Kevin from Defunctland. And if you have seen that, uh, if you haven't, please go watch it or please stop listening for the next minute. But in that film, this is your last chance. Stop listening if you haven't watched it in three Two, one, you've been warned. In the Halix video, <laughs> you actually see Hoot take Chief's ashes because his final wish was that his ashes were scattered at, at Magic Kingdom. So in the Halix video, you see him do a final vlog honoring Chief's wish, and he walks away, he spreads the ashes, and comes back, and he says, I did it. It's done. So this is something that people have actually done before, and they've done it Mm -hmm. on attractions. The Haunted Mansion is one of those attractions. There's even been reports of people doing that uh, on Pirates of the Caribbean, where somebody was seen spreading the ashes into the water. They had to bring police in, and they had to shut down the attraction. Uh, In general, it is frowned upon. It can get you banned from the park. It's Mm -hmm. a health hazard. Uh, it can cause so many problems that you should not do this. It is, it's not cool. Don't ruin the experience for other people. We get it, but don't do it. Don't ruin it for other people. But the ashes that in the past have spread apparently were connected to some spirits that are now haunting the haunted mansion. Mm -hmm. So there are more than 999 happy haunts, or they might be part of the 999 (laughs) happy haunts. Who knows? I don't. 
at, at night when the haunted mansion has been shut down for the evening. Uh, one thing that cast members do on all attractions, we've talked about this on some of the other ones, that if you're on closing shift, you have to walk through the attraction. Um, Mel, do you ever remember closing down an attraction? Yeah. Can you talk about the process a little bit and like some of the basic things that you have to do when you're walking around? Um, yeah, uh, basically you have a checklist and it's just, you're just going through, um, you know, station by station or, um, different positions and stuff. And you just have to like check to see if everything's shut, um, you know, shut down or, uh, down for the night in order to close the attraction. So that's pretty much what you're doing. It's just a walkthrough cool. of like the area. And that's usually when you write down if something needs to be fixed, if something needs to be and cleaned or whatever the case is, right? Right. Okay. So at night in the Haunted Mansion, apparently, uh, sometimes cast members go in pairs. And there's a control center where you can communicate back to tower. And if there's any problems, you can walkie-talkie back. And that's how you communicate with others. And while some cast members have been walking through the mansion, they've reported that, one, lights flicker, lights turn off, and in some cases, when they look through the cameras onto the attraction, they can see three figures walking or three shadows, but only two people. Oh. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that's one. Two, back to the ashes thing. Apparently, there was a mother that spread the ashes of a little boy. And there is a little boy that is often heard crying in the mansion. There is footage of a little boy on a doom buggy looking back at someone's camera as it's leaving the loading area. Um, <laughs> or as it's leaving the unloading area. Uh, there are many instances of this little boy just seen around the mansion that he's been unofficially named Timmy. <laughs> And he's also been seen on Pirates, and he's often seen wearing a blue baseball cap. Interesting. So he hangs out in New Orleans yeah, Square. Mainly much. the two attractions, <laughs> though. I mean, he's got good taste. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> yeah. yep. But mainly the two attractions is where they see him. Oh, man. One of the rooms in the mansion that apparently has the most activity is the seance room with Madame Leota. <laughs> of course. Most cast members will say that when they are walking through, the lights turn off, including all of the emergency lights. So they are in like pitch black. Okay, if it wasn't for their phones or their flashlights, whatever they're carrying, they wouldn't be able to see. Now, as you know, the seance room is one of the most dangerous rooms in the mansion because if you step away from the track where the doom buggy is, there's a pretty steep fall there. So you don't want to try to go over the railing mm. for this attraction because it would not be great for you. Also, from what I've seen, what I've heard in people's videos and what I've read on places like Reddit, turning off the lights while somebody is doing a walkthrough is apparently a fireable offense because you're putting other cast members in danger and you are opening up the company for all sorts of things they don't want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. uh, so doing something like that, whether it's a pranker or anything, can get you into really serious trouble. Now, there was one story 
that I heard that I'm trying to remember where I heard this because I saw a lot of videos on this, y'all. Like it was awesome. I've just been kind of immersed in listening to people talk about these experiences on YouTube. There's so many. I went through Reddit. I went through different websites that had articles on the different ghosts that people have seen in all of the parks, including Walt Disney World. And I I mean, there's so much. Like I didn't read everything out there. I consumed so much and I just couldn't stop. I (laughs) was angry when I had to go to bed. But anyhow, uh, so one of the stories was that they they were walking through the attraction the lights turned off the emergency lights turned off so they radio back in um and at the tower they said well uh we don't know what to do because the switch shows that all your lights are turned on so we don't know what to do (laughs) and uh, according to the cast members that were in the mansion everything was completely turned off weird how could that be Ghosts. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Timmy. <laughs> or something else. Who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. So that's uh, some of the stuff that happens inside of the Haunted Mansion. Now, one of the biggest videos that just made waves, like, I mean, so many news outlets picked this up, mm-hmm. was a video all the way back in 2009 of what looks like a ghost walking out of the haunted mansion. It's a closed circuit TV, like it's four security cameras and you can like see this figure with this like streak of light walking out of the mansion gates, walking apparently on the water, you know, near the rivers or on the rivers of America. Have you seen this video at all? I think so. I, I think I have seen okay. this one. Mel, have I you seen this video? I may not have. <laughs> okay, I'm going to quickly bring up the video. Again, mm-hmm. podcasters.com slash 332 if you want to watch these videos. But as you're watching the security footage, you can see what looks like a person starting to walk down the pathway that leads out of the gates of the haunted mansion. Right? Yeah. And there they go. And now they're walking apparently on the water in New Orleans Square. See that? Mm-hmm. Having a great time. Right. <laughs> now, this one was particularly interesting to me because I remember watching this footage a really long time ago and just thinking like, oh, my God, the Haunted Mansion is haunted. And, you know, I think we covered it at one point as well. I've seen it many times uh, since then, and I've also seen videos that debunk this, and they actually talk about the technology that this footage is based on. And so they talk about how they used to record stuff on VHS tapes, mm-hmm. like old security like recorders, and instead of doing four different cameras, they actually had recordings that recorded four quadrants all at the same time and the way that some of these old security cameras and security recorders functioned was it would take the the vhs tape or the tape that it was recording to and it would lay a new track on the old one to save tape Mm -hmm. especially if there was something that you weren't saving so the same way that you would get generational loss you also get what's called print through 
And so print through would allow something to exist on top of previous footage, but it may not get rid of that footage entirely. Mm -hmm. So if there was footage of the camera pointing to a specific location every single day that was getting overlaid, but on one particular day, it happened to have a cast member walking through that, and then the next day, they overlaid new video footage that was supposed to have nobody in it. There might be artifacts left from the previous video that showed a cast member walking mm -hmm. through. Yeah. So it's basically it. a transparency issue that uh, apparently helped debunk this one. That was the best explanation I could find as far as why this one particularly exists like that. But... Uh, this one, uh, after 2009, it kind of went dormant for a little bit. And I, I remember there was this, um, there was this video of these hauntings in the mansion. Oh man, I wish I remember what it was called, but I remember covering it really early on in the podcast. It may have been in the urban legends episode that, that I talked about it, but it, it was like this little short film that people made in on the haunted mansion while riding the attraction and shortly after that i remember like in 2015 or something the ghost video of the haunted mansion like that security footage resurfaced and made waves because apparently people were claiming that it was the ghost of walt disney mm -hmm. I, rem I, remember yeah, I remember that, that too <laughs> spoiler alert it's not <laughs> sorry <laughs> It's just uh, analog technology glitch. Mm -hmm. It's an anomaly that happens by using this old VHS footage. So I'm sorry if you were hoping that it was Walt. But uh, there are other places in the park that are apparently a lot more haunted. So I know that we're in the general area, but we're actually going to go back to Main Street. Because on Main oh. Street, uh, there's a couple of claims of what many cast members have called the Lady in White. Ooh. Have either of you heard of the Lady in White? Uh, not Disneyland's no. Lady in White, but that's a very common haunting kind of thing. That is very true. The only difference between this Lady in White and the more common ones, because in Mexican lore, the Lady in White is usually La Llorona. Mm -hmm. In this case, this Lady in White finds lost children and takes them to the lost and found so that they can be reunited with their with their parents. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, another story that I heard about Main Street, uh, it was a video. Mm, I'm going to try to find it I'm gonna, so I can properly give credit for this one. But the person that recorded the video had a cast member report that on Main Street, several cast members while walking at night when the park is empty, when they're trying to get out to leave for the evening, that if you're lost, you will hear a whisper, just say, go left or go right, or basically give you directions. Uh, it's also said other things that are not so pleasant, but apparently you hear the whispering of a man on Main Street, USA. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's been malicious uh, mm -hmm. at any point. Oh, I know where I heard that one. Uh, I actually heard that story on a video by Alex the Historian. Alex has a really great YouTube channel, by the way. 
Uh, if you're not following him, you should go and follow his channel. I met Alex at the Haunted Mansion event that we did. Mel, Alex was the guy oh. that was sitting to the left of me at our table. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I totally remember. Super cool dude. Um, he's the one that I heard that story from. So his video, he put out a series of three videos. And uh, listener Tyler actually forwarded those to me. He did a really great job just telling his experiences. He had a lot of stories to tell. Um, oh, you know what? I'm going to share some of his stories for... <laughs> one of the most haunted locations because I had a couple of other ones, but I think he had some of the best stories when it came to describing some of the things that happened at this particular location. So I'll get to that one in a second. But since we're on Main Street, uh, we can't talk uh, about Walt and we can't talk about Main Street without talking about Walt's apartment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Walt's apartment apparently is super haunted <laughs> Tyler as a matter of fact was one of our listeners who sent us a message about one of his experiences there and he said that 2018 they toured Walt's apartment uh, right before Christmas and that when they went into the apartment that it definitely had an energy to it and he said that he doesn't know if it was just guest relation CMs but apparently the space itself felt lived in. It felt currently lived in. And it felt like that energy of families recently being there still resonated. That it didn't feel wow. like it's been empty at all. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's cool. Super creepy. One of the biggest things uh, about Walt's apartment is a story that I heard about a cleaning person that uh, was there super late and... I mean, you guys know the story about why the lamp is always turned on at Disneyland, right? At In Walt's apartment? I've heard it, but it's been a while. I don't really remember how it goes. Essentially, the light is always on mm -hmm. to symbolize that Walt's spirit is in the park. Mm -hmm. You know, to show that Walt is there. It's They never turn it off. It's, you know, meant to symbolize Walt's presence. That's really the essence of the story. And so... As this story goes, there was um, a maintenance worker that had gone up and she was cleaning the apartment. And she didn't know about this, but she was cleaning up and she saw that the light was turned on. So she walked over and she did what we're all normally taught to do when we're children. And that's turn off the light if you're leaving the room. Mm -hmm. Right. Pretty simple. Right. So she leaves. She turns off the light, starts walking away from the apartment or from the firehouse. And she looks up and she notices that the light is turned on again. So she, you know, does a double take and she thinks, well, I thought I turned that off. So she walks back to the apartment. She turns it off again, starts making her merry way away from the apartment, looks up. The light is on again. <laughs> so now she's like, wait a <laughs> second. I know for a fact I just did this. I'm not this tired. Right. Walks back okay. to the apartment. <laughs> unplugs the lamp. <laughs> okay. Walks back to the door and the light starts turning on and off on its own. What? Now keep in mind, she just unplugged it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Now she's freaking out. So she leaves and now the light is turned on again. She heard somebody as she was walking away 
which scared the bejesus out of her because the voice that she heard was a man's voice that said, I'm still here. What? <laughs> what? More importantly, she had heard so many videos in the past that she knew that that distinct voice mm-hmm. was Walt Disney's. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so obviously scared, she booked it. And from that moment forward, that light has never been turned off. When was that? Years ago. Many moons. I don't know. I don't have a date for that. <laughs> but apparently that's how the story goes, and that's why the mm-hmm. lamp is turned on. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's really the reason why the light is turned on, but, man, that's a good story as to why. It is. Yeah. That, that's a good one. <laughs> that's interesting. So that's one of my favorite ones. All right. So now we're finally going to travel to what apparently is the most haunted location at Disneyland. Does either one of you want to guess what that is? Um, is it in the park or is it outside the park? It's in the park. Okay, because I was kind of thinking it might be the Disneyland Hotel. Um, oh, the Disneyland Hotel does have tons of yeah, activity. Um, and I don't have a lot of stories about the hotel, but that's a whole other conversation we can have another inside day. Inside the park. Um, gosh. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I don't, Ooh, I don't, I'm just don't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I've got no idea. Mel, what about you? You want to take a guess? You know what? I'm just going to throw a name out there. I'm going to say Tiki Room. Ooh. Both great guesses. But neither is correct. Okay. Uh, Apparently, the most haunted location at Disneyland is the Golden Horseshoe Review. Oh. Or the Golden Horseshoe. Okay. Okay. So the Golden Horseshoe uh, has several uh, ghosts that apparently walk the grounds. Mm -hmm. There was several stories uh, available throughout the internet about the Golden Horseshoe and accounts from cast members that, you know, talked about their experiences. But... Uh, since we were just talking about Alex, I'm going to talk about some of the experiences that he had because he had some pretty great ones at the Golden Horseshoe. Alex was a former ca- is a former cast member, so these were some of the things that he shared. Um, in general, one thing that cast members seemingly always uh, experience while at the Golden Horseshoe is once everything is closed, once they're getting ready to wrap up for the evening, that they've seen... You guys know how behind the counter there's a bunch of mirrors? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apparently, when they look into the mirrors, they can see people behind them sitting at the tables. But when they turn around, there's nobody there. Nice. Nice. So that's one of the things. Uh, another thing that has commonly happened, and this was an experience that Alex had. He said that there was this one time that while he was cleaning up, that uh, did you guys know that the booths just to the left and right of the stage are known as Walton Roy's booths? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So uh, apparently he was cleaning up for the evening and he noticed in one of those booths that there was a chair that was out of place and that it was looking towards the railing and it was pointing out towards the restaurant, towards the stage, right? 
So mm-hmm. he goes over, he cleans up, he stacks up the chairs the way that you do when you're closing up the golden horseshoe. And then he walked to the other side so that he can continue doing his work. But he turned around and the chairs were no longer stacked. And the chair was now pointing outward again. <laughs> Classic. He went back, <laughs> changed it, happened again. <laughs> so it's weird, right? Definitely mm-hmm. an experience that would leave you wondering what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Another experience that he had was that while he was working there, one common thing that he had to deal with was that children would commonly jump on the stage, run around. And so they had to go and tell them, hey, get down that, you know, you shouldn't be up here. And that there were instances where he would get reports from other guests that were eating in the restaurant saying, hey, there's a little girl running around on the stage. You might want to find her parents. He would go. He would look for the little girl. He would see the curtains rustling, and he would think to himself, oh, they must be behind the curtain. And he would hear giggling, but then when he would peek behind the curtain, there was nobody there. Now, behind the (laughs) curtain, obviously, there's a huge stage. It's just a big empty spot. Mm -hmm. So there's really nowhere for people to go, you know, you can go around the curtains, but then you end up on the front part of the stage. Right. So he would put it down. He would look around, hear giggling, see rustling of the curtains, look back, nobody there. Another thing that he's experienced is uh, there was this one time that he was closing. He was there with one of his friends, another cast member, and a family walked in. You know, they they all got their food. They were trying to wrap up for the evening while they were doing their thing. And so they started talking about an experience with another haunting, which I'll get into in a moment. And so this family sits down. There's a little girl and a little boy. And while they're talking, they're talking about this other haunting in this other room. And he notices that the little girl is like kind of listening in on their conversation. Like she's kind of like leaning over, right? Like most right. kids, they hear something interesting and they're like, I want to know what this is about. So she's leaning in. She gets up, walks over to them and says, is it true that this place is really haunted? And they said, oh, no, that's, you know, like they they realize, oh, no, this little girl was listening to us. Mm -hmm. This could ruin the magic. Right. So they stop talking about it immediately. They dismiss it. They're like, no, 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 it's nothing. You know, don't worry about it. I mean, it wasn't just like that, but they basically diffuse the situation with the little girl. Little girl walks back to to the table, sits down. They go back to their business. Family gets up. They start walking out. And as they're walking out, Alex and the other cast member that were there are basically saying goodbye to this family so that they can wrap up for the day. And they look around and they say, oh, where's where's your daughter? They're like, our what? Your daughter. Like, <laughs> we just talked to her. They're like, um... It's just the three of us. We don't have a daughter. <laughs> it's just us with our son here at, at the park today. We're on vacation. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we're. it's just us three. There's no little girl. Crazy. So apparently this little blonde girl runs around, creeps people out, and just sits down and has meals with them. And he says in his video, he talks about how he's recalling that that happening and that he remembers the little girl sitting down with the family, but when he thinks back on it, he never remembers her interacting with any member of the family. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. Weird. 
so the final <laughs> uh, story that he tells about the Golden Horseshoe. Um, actually, there's a lot of other ones that he tells. This is just one of the other ones. But apparently, there was a third shift maintenance worker named Freddie. And Freddie used to sleep in a room which is now known as Freddie's room, or I think it's Freddie's room, which is a small crawling closet that's right above the Golden Horseshoe, like towards the back. Uh, so when you're on the second floor of the Golden Horseshoe, uh, because it has a second floor in case you guys didn't know, but if you're on the second floor of the Golden Horseshoe, uh, as you're rounding the right side of, of the restaurant, on the right side of the stage, there's a door. And that door leads to where all the audio machinery is that controls the audio for Frontierland. But if you continue through there, you see a second door. Doesn't have a lock, but it does have a handle so you can open and close it. And it's basically a little storage area. In that storage area, which is super, super small, uh, is where Freddy used to go sleep during his breaks because he was he was a night worker, right? Uh, mm -hmm. At one point, it was reported that Freddie passed away in his sleep. Uh, apparently, after that happened, he walks around and does things inside of the Golden Horseshoe. And seemingly, Alex said that most of the experiences that he had happened when he was trying to hurry up and not do a great job. You know, like he was just trying to get out of there. And so whenever he was really great at what he was doing that the activity seemingly dropped. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot more details to that story. So if you want to hear it, uh, I strongly recommend that you watch all of Alex's videos. He did a three-part series. Uh, his stories were pretty interesting, including a story of when he was young and he was waiting. His, I, I guess his dad used to work at the Disneyland Hotel. And so cast members knew him. And he was there one, two o'clock in the morning waiting for his dad. And a couple of experiences he had at that time at the Disneyland Hotel were pretty interesting. So nice. I'll leave links to all of those videos in the blog post for the episode. So make sure to check those out. Subscribe to his channel. He's got some great history stuff uh, as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's the Golden Horseshoe. And uh, just a couple other mentions here. Uh, we got a message from Isabel on Instagram that says that the closing crew maintenance entrance, uh, apparently there's been instances where, uh, you know, you hear the music, you hear all the noises that make the park the park, right? But that mm -hmm. there's been instances where that just cuts off and you hear spooky sounds instead. Hmm. Things that would scare you. <laughs> You know, because they're just not common for Disneyland. Mm -hmm. uh, also, one that I wasn't able to fully confirm, but that she she gave me a tip on, was that there's stories of ghosts inside of Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Interesting. And that there's a lot yeah. of cast members that when they're working in that area, they hear voices and different eerie sounds. She says that whenever she was in that area, she frequently got the chills because whenever she was part of closing shift for that attraction, that it was too spooky to be alone because hmm. of just all the activity that would happen there. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, we got another comment and this one was really interesting to me. It's actually, we're jumping over to DCA for this one. But we got a message from Chrissy. And Chrissy said that at D23 last year, 
Uh, actually, I'm just going to read her message. It says, D23 last year, my brother and I went to the parks after our day at the expo. We went into the locker room outside of DCA to put all of our stuff in a locker. He was stuffing our things into the locker, and then he said, Chrissy? And somehow I immediately knew he was going to tell me what, what he was going to tell me, and I just kept saying, no, 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 no. And we hurried and walked out of the locker room and headed back into DCA. We walked back in and he asked if I saw the girl dressed in the old style clothing. I said out of the corner of my eye, I saw other people in there, but not sure if one was a girl. He said there was a girl in there with us, but then all of a sudden she wasn't and there was no one else. Somehow I just knew he had seen something. Even if I didn't directly, I could feel it. We were freaked out. We had just seen a ghost girl. He has seen other ghosts at Disneyland before too. So I don't doubt that he saw her, that he saw her at all. That's wow. Freaky, freaky, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I even asked her, I even asked her, like, have you gone back? Like, cause that's interesting. Like it, that's a pretty specific location. I said, have you gone back? And she said, well, I told my niece the story. And whenever we go to downtown Disney, she wants to go see it and check if we'll see the ghost. Nice. So it, it's nice. something frequent. Uh, I, it doesn't look like they've seen it again, but she did follow up with, uh, apparently she says that her cousin thought he saw a man on guardians, but he's not sure they were in the loading area. And he saw a man that was away from where the other people are. And when he looked away, he was just gone. Interesting. He says he's hesitant to call it a ghost because of how the lighting is inside of there, mm -hmm. but it's very possible. Definitely. I wonder if that's the same guy that we had seen when it was Tower. Yeah, you'd think it'd be the same haunts. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, um, I mean, I could keep going, but we've been going on for quite some time now talking about some of these stories. Um, I mean, if you want to see a lot of the videos that we talked about, head over to podcasters.com slash 332. Uh, we're opening up the discord server and I want to start a discussion. I might actually create its own channel so we could talk about just like spooky Disney and we can share some of these stories along with photos, along with videos, and we can continue discussing them there. I mean, overall, uh, you know, the way that I feel about this whole thing, I talked about it earlier. I feel like I want it to happen to me so that I can fully believe uh, <laughs> I'm very optimistic and I don't dismiss it. I think, when you grow up in a family or your family in general believes in a lot of this stuff and some of the things that you're taught and the way that religion is taught to some people, you're led to believe that all these things are possible, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. then you start learning about how to debunk things and science and all that stuff. And then your brain breaks and you can't reconcile sometimes. <laughs> and some people will just immediately dismiss it and say, nah, they're not real. You guys are crazy. And there's others that kind of fall in between like I, like I do and Gavin. And there's others that just immediately like Melissa will say, yep, I totally fully believe. But I think Melissa falls into that category because you've actually experienced stuff, right? Yeah. 
and not just once either. Well, I was at uh, Innoventions. I've had two experiences. I've, I've heard of this. I've heard of Debbie, and Debbie is um, a cast member that was unfortunately crushed when um, she had opened America Sings. And I think it was in the, I don't remember what year it is. I know it's in the 70s. What I've experienced was, um, let me paint this picture. So there's a metal box in front of me. And inside this box, there's papers. So nothing really to make any noise behind this box. And this, this metal box is like, you know, pretty sturdy. So it has to be locked at all times because there's important papers that we cannot touch. Um, so we'll say that. And right before I was coming in and logging in from a break, there's a huge, like I said, it's locked and there's a heavy duty, uh, you name it, it's the most heaviest duty lock. Yes, I just made a word. And it's heavy. You can't move it unless you physically bang it against the, the door and uh, or against the box. So it's about a minute before I have to clock in and all of a sudden in front of my face, this lock just, it's knocking against the door. And I look at it and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I know you're around, Debbie. I know I've heard of you. And I look at my, <laughs> my fellow cast members and I'm like, I'm going to log in and I'm going to go right out and I'm just going to go do my job. <laughs> sure. So that was the first time where I, you know, you've heard of Disney stories, but when it happens, you're like, oh, okay. And this was out of everyone's control. It just happened. Um, the second time this has happened is the end of June, which is around, no, excuse me. Is it June? I think it's the end of June. Um, that's her anniversary. And I guess I could say this. There is part of that door that still remains in the building today. So when I had worked there, one of <laughs> this particular weekend, um, we had alarms go off and you could only pull an alarm if there was a fire or it, it, it triggered something triggered to say there was a fire. And our alarms went off. We're like, what? What's going on? Turn it off. Management couldn't even understand what had happened and was trying to figure out who pulled it, who did what. We were just all lost because we were just doing our jobs. And it's during the summer. So, of course, you're busy and it stinks when you have to evacuate. And you're just like, okay, so come back, have it reset. It's all good. 10 minutes later same thing happens oh, man. the alarms go off and we're just like all right that's it we're gonna get out we're gonna be back again and figure this out and to you know to this day we still didn't know what happened there was no fire there was no earthquake there was nothing and um when i was told afterwards that she tends to do things around that time to get noticed so kind of like there's the story of having to say good night at pirates mm -hmm. it's kind of like that over there at the time when it was interventions and you kind of wanted to be like all right we we get you we we see you you know 
can we have a good day, please? You know, because it's it kind of stinks to interrupt your day and all that stuff. But yeah, having experienced that made me see like Disney in a whole new level where I kind of want to see more. <laughs> 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 because it's so different, but it's just it's when you hear other people say the stories, I should say that's when you know something has happened multiple times because you can't make it up. It's, I'm not crazy. (laughs) So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and you know, there was some stories that you could see that there was a pattern of what people that had been on that attraction would experience. Mm -hmm. And so those were the ones that I felt were some of the most credible because you said you can't make it up, but I mean, I disagree i think you can make up a really good story that becomes an urban legend somehow you repeat it to enough people i mean look how things go viral right Mm -hmm. if the story is interesting enough it can definitely go viral especially this day and age but i mean there's certain stories that you go through reddit or you go through some of these uh older i mean there's some disney websites that have been around for almost 20 years archiving stories in forums and stuff like that that people have posted and Mm -hmm. if you dig deep in those forums you can find some stories that are pretty crazy Mm -hmm. and a lot of these are confirmed by other cast members and i mean when so many people experience it like you said it's harder to disagree with some of these stories Mm -hmm. um is yeah. any other experience you want to quickly tell us about before we wrap up? Well, I don't have the experience, but I've been told that there is on the third floor of Soren. I haven't heard any stories, but I was told you cannot go into a specific closet because unfortunately there was a cast member that died in there. What? And I've been always curious about it. Yeah. Hmm. It's it's the projection room. Oh. You're, you You cannot go in there. And I was like trying my best when I was there for a short time because <laughs> I was curious. But um, yeah, that's something I've heard. And I just wish there was a little bit more. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of those stories, you know, and it's unfortunate that things like that happen inside of the parks. Um, but <sighs> I mean, some of those that you're able to actually validate, like when we were talking about the boys that were at the rivers of America or Mm -hmm. uh, like Dolly's story on the Matterhorn, you know, those, when there's actual evidence behind them, those are the ones that I think really make you do a double take and Mm -hmm. make you think like, well, I mean, something actually happened. Like how could this not be a real haunting? Right. Mm -hmm. So I get it. Uh, anyway, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, we've been going a little bit long, but thanks for hanging in there with all of us. Uh, if you have any other stories that you'd like to share with us, you know, join the conversation. Join us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, again, the Discord server is launching, and we're going to be sharing some of these videos, photos, and stories over on Discord. So make sure to join us there and join the conversation. Uh, we don't have very many people there, obviously, because we're just starting up the server. So we're going to start our community and uh, I love it. I know it's going to be a place where we can all just hang out. A lot of the FGP squad has helped us test a lot of the features for Discord uh, as I became familiar with it. And as Mel, our friend Jill, all became familiar with it. And uh, it's going to be a fun time. We're going to do some streaming on Discord and stuff like that later on. And 
uh, I'm pretty excited for what's to come for the Discord server. So uh, if you have any questions, hit us up. Send us a message on, on Instagram or Facebook. We'll be happy to help you out. And uh, any closing words before we wrap up today's episode? Um, good luck going to bed, you two. I know. It's, um, <laughs> I'm thoroughly creeped out. <laughs> uh, I'll be okay. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching these all, all week. Uh, yes. I think I'll be okay. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Trick or treat for Halloween. So we'll just leave you with that. <laughs> so until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Happy Halloween. Made you look.